What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Young Degree. You are tuned into the Intelligent Creators Podcast, episode number 10. And we have a special guest in the building with us today, L'Oreal. Hello, 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 everyone. How you doing today? I'm doing well, gentlemen. How are you? Good. Good. Yeah, we're doing good. Good. Now, Now, we are here with the premier party planner of all the other episodes that we've ever done, all the people that I've ever known, Mike, all the people you've ever known. Um, so I, I would say that your event is catered specifically for black entrepreneurs, right? Um, well, I wouldn't say black entrepreneurs. So mm-hmm. uh, the networking event organization that I own is the Black Brunch New Jersey. And it's uh, catered to small business owners and entrepreneurs, no okay. matter what. Okay. Um, the reason for the name, uh, which is of the funniest story when I tell people, they're like, oh, it's not just for black people. And I'm like, no, it's not just for black people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but it is for small business owners and entrepreneurs. The reason for the name is because that is our signature event and it is an all black dress code. Ah, yes. okay. Yes. So I know okay. that, you know, it could be a little bit of a tiff for my marketing people but it's not changing so gotcha okay (laughs) yeah that's our signature event because we also facilitate workshops as well as free meetups for small business owners and entrepreneurs as well so the brunch is our signature event okay it's upscale it's formal it happens quarterly so yeah that's the reason for the so the, the but black, black people are welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. Of course. So, so the Black Brunch, New Jersey. Yes. Right. So, w- would you categorize this as um, an establishment of or a networking event type that is all about the who's who of business owners, uh, whether up or up and coming and well established businesses that's coming in one meeting place? Is that the objective of what you're trying to accomplish with? The Black Brunch? Have you been looking at my notes? That's exactly what. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> I had the yes, cliff notes. You had the cliff notes. Yeah. They were like written like five years ago. Too. <laughs> um, yes, it's um, all of our events that we have. Um, I built the organization on two pillars. My two main pillars were education for entrepreneurs, because I know a lot of entrepreneurs that are business owners today and mm-hmm. workers tomorrow. And it happens. And I've seen it happen. And sometimes it's tragic and sometimes it kind of works out. Mm-hmm. So education for entrepreneurship is one of my main focuses to being able to fund and found your business, uh, the finances, financial part of it, marketing and promotion of your brand mm-hmm. and being able to present yourself as a business owner as a large business owner, not a small business owner, Mm -hmm. um, to be able to position yourself and accompany yourself with being able to sit at the table with anyone, whether it's a CEO or a fellow small business owner. So being able to receive education from someone who has a minimum of two to five years of business is definitely a way that we use to educate our small business owners Mm. at our events. So that is the criteria that has been established for uh, our guest speakers. We have two guest speakers per event, and the requirement for a guest speaker is that you have to have two years of formal business ownership. 
in order to address our crowd and to be able to tell them, this is what I've learned in two years of business. Um, This is where I've won. This is where I've lost. These have been my fails and these have been my fantastic moments. And I feel like that has worked Mm -hmm. um, because we've had some really, really amazing um, entrepreneurs that have been our guest speakers. Um, so the education piece has certainly been covered across the board in all of our events. That's so dope because there is no education. No, for, it is necessary. For, yeah, and yeah. I've, I've noticed, you know, whenever you want to start a spe- specific type of company, you could look at things online, you could mm-hmm. look at books, but there's no classroom, right? Absolutely. There's no formal education. And then even after you've looked at literature, yeah. there's still no structured way how to open an ice cream shop, right? Absolutely. There's no structured set of guidelines or rules or anything like that. Yeah. It's kind of like free form, figure it out. These are the laws. Exactly. These are, this is the permit you need. This is the, you know, so this that's... This is how much it's going to cost. This is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then there's, there's still no, this is where you need to store yes. the ice cream. This is the temperature. Exactly. This is like, there's this so much... you transport the ice cream. Right. These type of con- yeah, so much and things like that. Yeah, so, so that's yeah. cool. Education is important. Yeah, education is definitely important. I mean, to me, education is important overall. So when I moved into the entrepreneur realm, it was like, oh, education for entrepreneurship now is my focus. So with that and knowing that, it's like we are... We as creatives are visual. So Mm -hmm. it's like for me, it was a no brainer to be able to have folks come in and speak to our audience, excuse me, um, about entrepreneurship and Mm -hmm. how they were able to grow their brands. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the first pillar education for entrepreneurship. The second is promotion and marketing of brands. Mm. Um, a lot of business owners, like you said, we start businesses no matter what the industry is. And you create a Facebook page and you create an Instagram page and now you're a business owner. No. <laughs> you need a little more than that. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, you need a little more than that. But if you, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've never been a business owner, you don't know where to start. You just know you're passionate about doing X, Y, Z. So being able to take those brands, help them develop marketing plans for their brands and then feature their products at our event is what happens on the second pillar of the Black Brunch New Jersey. So those um, business owners that look to be featured, there's a criteria for them to be featured. Um, samples of their product and our service are featured in our VIP swag bags. So if you buy a ticket, a VIP ticket to a Black Brunch New Jersey, you will have $75 worth of content in that bag from small business owners mm. that have provided their products or discounts on their services in order to grow their clientele and customer base. Mm. Yeah. So, and I think, I, and also what I'm gathering from from that in, in addition is your networking, I guess you can call it an institution, is more so... Uh, an official avenue for any small business. Yeah, we right. have been we've been recognized as that. You know, we um we brought on some really big name sponsors this year, um Wells Fargo and Neutrogena as well as Bloomingdale's are mm-hmm. our top 3 sponsors this year. Mm-hmm. So they all have um tools that are available for small business owners that the small business owners that I've been able to contact have no knowledge of. Mm. So I feel like we are certainly going to play that liaison between those big brands 
and the small business community to be able to bridge that gap that they are willing to support us and help us grow our brands to be big as them. That's hot. Yeah. And once they come through your doors, they're officially validated because of the fact that you have the criteria in place, et cetera. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So in in terms of that, um, what actually got you into getting into the the party or networking uh, business? Um, I like people. I do. I don't hear that that often because I hear people say, I don't like people. How can you be a human being and not like people? But I hear people say, I don't like I like people. Um, (laughs) And I like to talk. So (laughs) I'm very inquisitive. I'm always asking someone, oh, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? But another question that I ask um, people or that I say to people is that I know someone you should know. Mm. My friends have been telling me that forever and they're like, you know somebody, or if they need someone, like I'm somebody that they can call and be like, I know you know somebody that does this, or you know someone who works here. Or knows so for me, it's like it was second nature, because now being the, the owner of the organization, it's like that's what I do on a regular basis. So if I get a call from a business owner, and we're talking about business, and they just talk about their needs, I'm like, oh, I know someone who can help you fill that need. Mm. So it for me, it was like second nature mm. to be able to start an organization that catered specifically to filling the needs of business owners. Was was this a career that you foresaw even even from the beginning, or did you have some other uh, interests in mind that you were looking to get into? Um. Well, no. This was this was definitely what I wanted to do. Um, I certainly enjoy being able to entertain and provide an entertainment environment for people who are looking to have a good, positive, very class A time. Um, I'm certainly someone who loves to go to an event where I can have a good time, relax with like-minded people, whether it be for business or personal. Um, and I always want to provide that type of environment, whether it be on for a personal occasion or for a business occasion, because I've been able to facilitate conferences and things like that. So making sure that the room, the temperature of the room is appropriate for those individuals is definitely been one thing that I've loved to do. Yeah. Yeah. And and then when you, when you got into, because uh, I feel like this is a specific, um, I wouldn't call it a niche, but maybe it, maybe it could be depending on who you ask. Yeah. The um, you know, having a platform for small businesses, you know, I guess from that standpoint, what made you say, you know, this is the area that I want to tap into, you know, as it relates to the planning aspect of it, and you know, shining more light on on this segment of the business. Um, well, for me, I guess it attributes to just my my story overall, like my bio. So I'll give you guys the quick five second bio of L'Oreal Drayton. So I'm from New Jersey. Um, I have been in healthcare IT for 18 years now. Mm. Um, and I decided to take my amazing talents to Atlanta. Um, I moved to Atlanta for 18 months and I loved Atlanta, but I hated my job. So I knew that I wanted to come out of the healthcare IT arena, um, full time. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that I always wanted to be a business owner. I knew whether or not I was going to start that in the next phase of my life or if it was going to start immediately. I knew at some point in my life I wanted to be a business owner. And I knew that it was going to be around 
people. It was going to be certainly customer based, but I'm not a sales girl, you know, despite the polka dots. I am not a sales girl (laughs) (laughs) at all, (laughs) Um, but I know how to put people together. (laughs) There you go. So they can talk to a salesperson. Um, And I knew that being a Jersey girl, that no matter where I was in the world, I was going to start my business in New Jersey. Mm. Simply because I know that in New Jersey, there is an enormous amount of talent here in New Jersey. But we often get overshadowed because we are 10 minutes away from New York, 30 minutes away from Philadelphia, or a couple of hours away from D.C. Mm-hmm. So when you think of this whole Northeast tri-state area, New Jersey is probably at the bottom of the list. And there is a lot of talent here. The celebrities that have come from here speak to that. Mm-hmm. But among the entrepreneur community, that is still relevant. So those that are growing to that celebrity status and those that are looking to say, okay, well, if I had the platform or if I had the arena to go to to share and express my talents, I would do it. So here we are. Mm. It's funny you say that, too, because even when I travel to other parts of the country. Yeah. And they'll be like, where are you from? I'm like, Jersey. They're like, New York? I'm like, nah, Jersey. Yeah. They're like, yeah. oh, New York? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've been to 49 of the 50 states, and they all say the yeah. same thing. Yeah, nah, that is so funny. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, you know, in Atlanta, it would have been, I could have done this in my sleep, mm. you know, but I wanted to do it here at home because for me, it was just a testament of what New Jersey has. Like, we have quality, good quality people. You know, we're more than just the people who drive crazy on the highway, which is what the rest of the country thinks. Mm. Um, but, you know, and we're more than just Newark. Like, there, Newark is one of our largest cities, of course, but there's a lot of talent in the state of New Jersey. Like, there are a lot of talented people in a tremendous amount of industry. So, it's more than just apparel and, you know, dessert. There are, like you know, culinary talents out the wazoo. So it's a lot going on in New Jersey, and I hope to be the platform that allows for that to be acknowledged on a national level. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, are there a lot of other platforms out there that are kind of sort of mirroring this the Um, functionality and and how you have it set up? I mean, I myself, I've never heard of this type of structure before because, I mean, typically, yes, there are you know, networking events and party planning. Um, but I don't think it has that type of element in what you described, um, you know, under what your business um, provides. So I would say no, um, simply because when I started meeting with business owners in 2015, that was the first thing that was said to me, that there was nothing like it. And so when I wanted to do a networking event, I wanted it to be an entertaining pleasing class A um, networking event. Mm. I've been in corporate, like I said, almost 20 years. I've been to conferences and I've been to networking events and they're like, nobody (laughs) wants to hear that. But I've been to these after work Wednesday networking events where it's like, turn up. Mm-hmm. And there are no businesses getting done, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which I'm not opposed to that. I, it, you know, I almost that. feel like part of it is like is almost like it's mirroring or marrying both of them. That's exactly what it is. Yes, that's, that's right. exactly yeah. what it is. So yeah. it's like you get full menu, you get you know wine, champagne, you get yeah. a signature drink, um, but there's no DJ. Okay, there's no turning up. 
And it's a Sunday morning. So, ah, yeah, okay, okay. The, the signature event is on a Sunday morning. Okay. Yeah. So you really got to be for real about your business. You got to really to get up yeah, on a Sunday that's morning. Smart. Yeah, that's dope. That's yeah, dope. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the people that we have that have supported our network and come to our events are certainly like, they about their business. Yeah. They are about their business. Because for me, it's like, you know, I'm in church on Sunday, but if I wasn't, if I had to take a day off from church to go to an event... Oh, it has to be worth it. Mm-hmm. So that is always my motivation. Like if I have people giving up a Sunday morning, I'm gonna make it worth that while. Right. Yeah. I'm I almost feel like um in a way your business is 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 like a Angie's list in a way. Because I'm thinking about the consumer. And the consumer, they're the ones that are ultimately using, you know, those different businesses, their products or their services. Yeah. And, you know, oftentimes you kind of wonder which business offers that quality product or that quality service. Um, And it's it's very hard to differentiate unless there's a word of mouth or someone recommends something. Um, But, you know, in in your case, your platform is fantastic because you have this system that vets out people um, and it it allows for, you know, that confirmation for people to know, okay, you know, we can use, you know, your platform as as that opportunity because, you know, we, we know that the people that's coming into it, there, there's something there's something of substance. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I see a lot of organizations that provide just a directory. So they just provide you with a list of names and owners, whether they be just small business owners or black business owners and so forth and so on. But we are more than a directory. We are, yeah. you know, we are connecting you with an actual person. And so we're putting you in the room with these business owners. So a lot of, like one of the requirements for anyone who's featured is that they have to have a representative physically in the room, in the building, mm-hmm. at the event to represent their brand. You can't just stick your product in our VIP bag because now people are going through the bag and they're like, oh, well, who's this person? There's the owner right there. That's hot. Yeah. Yeah, So, you know, there are a lot of things that are set in place for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had business owners that are like, no, this is too much for me. I can't do it. And I mean, that's fine because I get it. You know, we as entrepreneurs, our schedules are like 48 hours in a 24 hour day. I totally get it. So you can't always physically be somewhere. But you think about long term and you think like, I want to be there to represent my brand. Like I want to be able to say, well, this is my product and this is how long I've been in business. And because people are going to have questions. And directories never really work when there's a lot of businesses in one category. Absolutely. Because you'll look at like whether it's online or some folks actually pay for these registries. Yes. But then you get a long list. You have no idea who's... Not product is good or not, not you know? It's right. just a list of people, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's hot. Yeah. You're putting them face-to-face with other with the owners. Yeah. That's that's dope. Yeah, who better to represent your brand than you? So yeah. it's like if I met someone who actually owned the product of the product I was considering purchasing, it's like, okay, now that would make me want to buy it. Mm-hmm. Or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like Maurice Definitely. was one of our speakers um, last year, and it was like everybody was buying Lily tea. Like mm. everybody's mm-hmm. like, I want some tea. <laughs> it's great tea, too. so and it is. Right. It yeah. is great tea. It definitely yeah. it helps me with my allergies. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you know that was that right there was like one of the biggest moments because I'm like, look at this. This is like this is exactly why we do what we do because people are like. 
who makes this tea? Him right there. So mm-hmm. that was great. That was great. Now, now you referenced the um, the directory element of it, mm-hmm. and because um, in, initially I, I thought I thought that the company was specific to Black entrepreneurs when I th- thought of the name yeah. Black Brunch New Jersey. Yeah. Um, and it's not. It's but not. but how do you how do you go about sourcing? How do you go about sourcing people to come through the doors of um, your as it, guests or as featured business owners? Like all, like all of the above. So as guests, um, the events are, well, the signature event, which is the Black Brunch, that is an online ticket sales only. So those tickets are on sale um, six weeks before the event happens um, via Eventbrite, and you can get the tickets via Meetup or via Eventbrite. So those are all online. Anyone who just wants to just attend the event, they go online and purchase a ticket. Um, we do run sales. The tickets are two prices. $40 for general admission and $50 for VIP. I'm laughing because I got an email on Wednesday and somebody told me that they thought the tickets were $100. Mm. I was impressed, but I was like, no. no. <laughs> that, that means they need to be 100 this year. Yeah, I mean, maybe they were, you know, prophesying something for me. But I was like, did you? So, yeah, um, no, the tickets are $40 for general admission and $50 for VIP. And the VIP gets you the VI, the custom VIP bag. Um, and so that's open to the public. But the featured brands, um, that happens two ways. I have featured brands fee, um, contact me directly uh, via email saying they want their brand featured. I mm-hmm. send them the criteria. They agree or disagree, and we move forward. Or I have brands that I watch that I want mm. and um, I want them bad. So I reach out to them and sometimes they shut me down <laughs> and I'll be sad. And then, <laughs> but then sometimes they're like, Oh my God. Yes. And I'm like, but why would they shut, why would they shut that opportunity down? Like well, that, to me, that makes no sense. Well, it depends. A lot of factors, you know, yeah, some you people. know, if they are just too busy and then some people are like, nah, I'll wait. Yeah. So then there's a third um, yeah, we, we bucket these people. Yeah. Yeah. So then there's the third population that they shut me down and then they go and do the research of what we have and then they come, come back. back. To me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I take them too. I, mm-hmm. You know, I take, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. I <laughs> So it's three types of people because mm-hmm. I have those as well. And I don't, you know, I don't buck anybody. It's like, okay, if you want your brand featured and you want to follow this criteria, you're in the bag, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't frown at anyone that shuts me down because I'm like, maybe you just don't fit the bill. Yeah, and, and that's and you know that, right? And that's that's yeah. all about running a business as well. Yeah. You know, whenever you're soliciting someone or trying to get people into, yeah. you know, what it is that you're doing, you can't you can't get everybody in. Yeah. Like, like n- you're not going to get a hundred percent success set, rate. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I have a goal of feature brands that I set personally. No one knows that number. So if I hit the number, it's like, great. Mm-hmm. Anything extra is a bonus. If I don't, the only people that know it is my team. Mm. Right. Yeah. So. Do, do, do you find it difficult at times to, um, to get, I guess in your mind, quote unquote, good businesses in in the door? Because for one reason or another, they may not hit a specific criteria, um, and as a result, you have to find an alternative, you know, criteria for for them to pass the smell test. Yes, I I don't now, (laughs) 
I don't now because mm-hmm. I think we've gained momentum and we've developed our own um, lane. Right. Um, but I did. I did. We were getting a lot of questionable brands in yeah. the door. And, yeah. um, but now that we've grown and our network has grown and we've evolved and people have heard about us and they've come to not even the signature event, they've been to maybe a meetup or a workshop that's been facilitated by the Black Brunch New Jersey and they're like, I'm going to get to those one day, but I got to get my stuff together first and then I'm going to come. And that's what they do. And I, I applaud that because for me, it's like, what is life is if it's not being challenged? So mm-hmm. for me, it's like, oh, if you're challenging me, let me show you how I'm going to win. And that keeps the momentum going. You know, mm-hmm. you don't get discouraged by it and use it as motivation. Yeah. Yeah, we had, um, so offline we were talking about um, L'Oreal's love for our podcast. <laughs> So, I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. fan out about yes, this, yes, yes, a true fan. <laughs> I am. Um, and so we we really appreciate that, and and the conversations um, we have uh, pertaining to it. But um, you know, it not only that. One of the points that L'Oreal was making offline as well was that you know a lot of the people that were guests on the show were um, either affiliates of hers in some way, shape, or form. She knew of them. Um, and she was looking to incorporate them into the business um, and, and other different facets of the lane. You know, she's, she's heard of them, et cetera. So it, it just goes to show that, you know, when you do kind of come together as, as one collective group and a unit, that you are able to network indirectly, um, in a sense. Absolutely. Um, but f- for you specifically, at, at this point, do you feel like you've reached the creme de la creme level of the the types of businesses that you want to attract in, into um, Black Brunch, New Jersey, or or you don't feel like you've hit that level yet? Like, where do you where do you see yourself? I'm close. You're close I'm within close. that range. I'm close. I'm very close. I haven't hit it yet. And if I hit it, knowing me, because I know me, if I hit it, I'll probably push it a little higher. But mm. I'm close. What's, I am very close. What's the most interesting business you've ever had? Well, interesting is subjective. <laughs> or or the most innovative business that's that's uh you know been involved. Or something that you just said, Wow, that's that's really different. It may not even fall in a vertical market, you know, like sometimes it's we have all these different types of businesses and then someone pops up and they say they're doing something just totally left and you're like wow that's interesting well i so i have two one i don't think i should probably mention because i think they're still in like the building period and and yeah so the second one was an online tutor Mm -hmm. like you for like kids like grade school kids Mm -hmm. and it was like an app and so he designed this app and you can go online and get tutored by the app and i was just like Mm. That's interesting. Like, at first I was like, I don't know about that. But then after he explained it to me, he showed me like a demo of it. I was like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, you might you might be onto something. Because mm. depending on the age group, if it's high school kids, you know an app will suck them right in. Mm. So it's like if it's like a learning thing, it's like, all right, I know it may not be the most, you know, a traditional form of education and tutoring, but I thought it was a very innovative idea. Mm. Yeah, so that's definitely one. That's actually he's going to be featured next year, so I'm excited about that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Now, for the people that's walked through your doors, um, 
at the Black Brunch. Mm-hmm. Who out there in Jersey is is really doing their thing business wise? Because <laughs> I only ask this question because, like, when I go to different networking events, and I know Mike goes to different events and he talks to people. I'm not going to say people, you know, create something that isn't necessarily there, mm-hmm. but sometimes you hear the talk. You know, and it okay. feels like a talk to talk. Everybody's successful. Everybody, right. Everybody's, everybody's doing winning. it. Everybody's, everybody's winning. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. You know, so you, real, you see the exterior, <laughs> you see the shininess and you're like, my goodness. <laughs> like, tell me more. I want to know. Right. But I'm, I'm, see, I'm asking you because, you know, for, for what you're doing, your, your, um, your business is kind of like that, that hub where yeah. people go and, you know, it's, it's that confirmation. Yeah. So for, for what you know, who who out there is, you know, because this is a great way for us to kind of p- put them out and, you know, say, look, great, great job. Yes. You know, business yes. A or person A and yes. what you're doing. Yes. Like who who's doing their thing out there? Other than me. Um, Other than you. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a great question. Um, so I have to start by being a little biased. Um, okay. So, my team I'll take that. that's <laughs> yeah, I have to be honest. Um, my team that supports me, I was very conscious about how I designed my support team. Mm-hmm. So my support team is made up of business owners. Mm-hmm. So that facilitate the structure of my event. So it's my event manager, my um, guest services person, my event designer, my caterer, my photographer, and my bartending service. They are all business owners, but they are all the Black Brunch, New Jersey. Mm. Um, and it's like a Voltron. They just come together. And let me tell you, they don't even need me. I just show up. Wow. like Because they, they, they do their thing yes. and it's already set up technically. Yes. yes. So That's my event designer is Sophia Gordon of 360 Affairs. My events manager is Josie Payot of Josie Speaks and New Jersey Kids Fashion Week. Um, my guest services is Jasmine Dominique. She is a blogger and she manages all ticket sales and door check-ins and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, our photographer, we've used a few that have all been great, but they are not like a part of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, same with our caterers. We've had some wonderful caterers that we worked with in the past. We recently worked with Chef Nico, who is awesome. Um, we worked with Chef Duke, who is the um, head chef at uh, Le Malt in Colonia, and he is awesome. He did all of our events last year. Um, and our biggest, biggest, biggest um, cheerleaders and supporters are our bartender service, Telemay Bartending Service. They are a mobile bartending service, and they mm. are fire. Wow. Now, fire. interesting story about that. I, I was someplace at some event. Mm-hmm. And I seen them there Did at an you? event doing Were you doing something. <laughs> yeah, I think they made me a drink. Oh, okay. I think they made me a Were drink. Were you happy with it? I was I was satisfied. You, you were satisfied. Mm. Yeah. Were you happy with it? Is it different? I put in the oh, I put it I put in the same category. I didn't okay. know there's a difference. There's a difference. <laughs> I didn't, Think about that. Think about okay. that when you okay. drive home. Yes, yes. <laughs> I didn't check Webster's wow. when I was looked at. <laughs> yeah, no, but that yeah, that's good. That's good. That's they're good. I mean, cocktails and food is like those are one of the main things when it comes to the actual event structure. Yeah. So I make sure that my food is right. I I handpick my chefs. Okay. Um, I have chefs that have approached me, and I've had to say, not 
no, mm. not, mm. no. Okay. Um, and then I've had, like I said, the chefs that I've worked with in the past. Um, our chef for October has not been selected yet. Well, did you hear episode nine yet? Oh, okay. Okay. She She's feeling it right she now. She already heard it. She's feeling it right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Episode eight. My, episode my bad. Eight. Episode eight. Yeah, that was eight. That was eight. Cause, oh, cause, yeah. 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 Okay. So we see yeah. this is this yeah. is why we do the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, that's why that's why I'm a fan. That's yeah. why this is why we that's create the why. bridge. That's why I'm a fan. That's dope. So we yeah, the bridge. you know. Um so yeah, so but my bartending service, so it's like the drinks and the food, mm. you know, when you go to a party, whether you go to a wedding, whether you go to a conference, you know, you think about the food, you think about the drinks, and it's like if they were bad, everything was bad. The whole event was terrible. <laughs> it could have yeah. been Obama speaking at it, but did you taste the cocktails? They were disgusting That's, and watered down. Wow. You know, so I'm very, you know. You're right. You're right. <laughs> See, you don't have a DJ, so I was going to say if the music's bad, then they... That too. But, but that the, too. The but we don't have a DJ. But the food and the drinks... Yeah, the food and the drinks got to be terrible. slamming. Because I know yeah. me. When I go to a function, like mm-hmm. depending on what type of event it is, it's like, I paid this for this? Yeah. I could have ate at home. Mm. That's know? true. So, mm-hmm. And because we don't have a DJ, it's like... All right, so the food, the drinks, and the music, but we don't have a DJ. So, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, is there one one standout person um, that that has come through the doors of a Black Brunch that you would say is like, all right, this is pretty solidified. It, they don't even have to have a a, a quote unquote like brick and mortar mm-hmm. shop on the corner or anything like that, but you know they're individually doing their thing, like either um, or. Well, we had. Um, in April of this year, we had Deja Vu from WBLS. She was our mm. guest speaker, one of our guest speakers. The other was uh, Beth Diana Smith, um, who's an interior designer with a show um, coming possibly on HGTV. So mm. Deja Vu was definitely one of, um, she was awesome. Like I talked to her for the first time and because I sit down and I try to sit down, but I definitely talked to every featured brand and every single business owner. Myself personally, mm. um, and I make that my business to do that because I I need to sign off on all of that before you gotcha. come and want yeah. to be featured at an event. So she was like, when I spoke to her for the first time, I was like, I talked to her for twenty years. Like she was amazing, and she was very like welcoming to everyone. She came in and mingled with the crowd. She gave some amazing information on how to grow and market your brands mm-hmm. to everyone in the room. And so it was it was awesome for her, for me to have her and for her to be so accommodating. It was it was just amazing. For me it was like one of the greatest. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now, I'm I'm going to include Mike in on this one. Okay. Um but I gotta, I gotta ask you, what's some of the difficulties or the challenges with doing any form of event planning? Because, and, and we were talking about this um, when we first, when we first spoke, but mm-hmm. I think people really underestimate, you know, what that's like. Because when, whenever event planning is in the works, all if I'm there, all I have to do is just show up. Yeah. Mm. Like you I, I don't really know nor care about all of the background noise that goes on mm-hmm. and you shouldn't exactly you shouldn't. and and that's that's the i guess that's what makes a great you know party yeah 
because you don't have to deal with it. Yeah, the extra. You don't have to walk into <laughs> the party and have to help the DJ set up. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to do that? You know? I've seen that happen at yeah. parties. Yeah. Right. Never at a black brunch event. But I've seen it happen at parties where you're like, people are still putting out food. And, you know, things happen. Like, mm-hmm. you know, things happen. But you want your... For me, I definitely want... Always try to present a quality event like no matter what like you're gonna get your $40 and even at $40 the only thing you're not getting is the bag you're gonna get what the $50 people are getting Mm -hmm. um, at a Black Bunch New Jersey and I can confidently speak on that price because that was something that was when you speak of one of the biggest challenges um Ticket sales. Ticket sales are always a thing when you're doing online and it's like, oh, I can't Mm -hmm. buy at the door. And there's a reason for me not having tickets available at the door. And that's because Mm -hmm. there is a certain quality of person that will buy a ticket online as opposed to one that's walking down the street and wants to pay $10 to get into an event. So you've thought about this event. You may have budgeted and saved for this event. So you're going to be a little bit more concerned about how you present yourself at this event as opposed to you looking for something to do on a Sunday. Yeah. I was talking to a a promoter. He Mm. does a lot of these big festivals. and And I asked him one time, I said, what is your biggest challenge? You know, is it is it a, a fight? Like, for example, Saturday you got Mayweather McGregor. Mm-hmm. Like, is that a challenge? Or yes. is it a football game? Or is it, you know, another concert coming through town? And he was, he looked at me and he was like, you know what my biggest challenge is? The couch. And I was like, what? He was like, the couch. People don't want to come out. Because people, people I love that. won't, like, they'll come, right? And you'll get people that, they're telling you they're coming. They're going to be there. Buy a ticket. Buy a ticket. And still. And then yeah. Yeah. something happened with the kids or they had a rough day and yeah. they don't make it out. And I know as you put these events together, it's got to be nerve wracking because you, you're is. sitting there and you're pushing as hard as you can. And then you got you got to really drive people to it, yeah. right? Like you got to get people there. and then, Yeah. The toughest part is getting them to to physically come through, you know? And it's like we went from initially when I started the organization, uh, we were doing the events bi-monthly. And I was like, oh, I could do six events in a year. People want to come out. They want to show their brands. They want to tell people about. No, that wasn't the case. You know, so people mm. were not as excited about their brands as I was. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> so then we moved to quarterly, um, mm. which put us at three to four a year. Um, and so, we, when I speak with um, those that are looking to come on as sponsors, um, the bigger names, it's like, well, what's your estimated um, attendance rate? Mm. So I always tell them it can be fifty to one hundred. Because we've had 115 people in our in the house, and mm-hmm. then we've had 30 people in the house. Mm-hmm. And either way, you're going to get a true Black Brunch experience, but it's getting the people out. Because like you said, I've had people who have gone, people that I don't even know, mm-hmm. have gone as far as buying a ticket, emailing me, asking about, you know, interested in being featured and things like that and DMing me and commenting mm-hmm. on the day before and that morning of and then they don't show up. <laughs> what would you say is the and I'm not sure if you even know what the the quote unquote real reason is. Um but f- from your understanding if if there was like a number one reason as to why 
you know, you have people that will, you know, string it all the way to that tip, but just not be present. It, you know, if you can put your finger on one thing, what what would it be? I think, um, and I'm going to go totally entrepreneur on this, it's like the level of passion is definitely subjective. So it's like me, if it's an opportunity, I've dragged myself out of bed mm-hmm. to go to a quality event and it could have been free. But I know the quality of people that I'm going to meet at this event is going to be worth me getting out of bed because I'm tired. So you have to make the choice of whether or not you are that passionate about growing your brand or you more comfortable with being in your house on the couch, which I mean, I support that. 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. I promise you I do. But sometimes you have to, you know, sacrifice and I, that's a sacrifice. I feel like it takes... It takes the right type of person to just show up, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because showing up is... Half the battle. Half the battle. You won. Yeah. You win it when you show up because when you get there, you're not going back to sleep. So you you get in there and you're going to be... The energy is going to consume you. So as soon as you hit the door, if you've never been, you know that you have arrived when you walk in the door. Right. Yeah. Have you ever thought about, um, you know, putting together maybe like a membership element into black brunch and what that would entail i have considered it um we have some things happening at the end of 2018 um that may go down that road um just a few more conversations that need to happen but we are certainly considering it right now we're focusing on um being able to allow people to experience the organization. Uh, We're doing some rebranding at the end of the year. So that will totally encompass all three of our events that we do. So it's the Black Brunch in Jersey, the What It Takes to Win workshops, and then the Black Brunch presents the meetup. So those will be our three events and those will happen throughout the year. Um, And then towards the end of 18, there are going to be some more changes. So memberships are certainly... um, in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know you referenced the pricing specifically for the Black Brunch, mm-hmm. but for the other two events that you have, I don't recall if you mentioned no. if there was anything associated with those. So the What It Takes to Win uh, workshop is happening. It's premiering, actually, in November. Um, and that will be a very small, intimate group of people. Mm-hmm. It won't be completely open to the public, only until after those um, guests that we are looking to have are invited um, so that will range between 30 and 40 guests. And they are um, this one that's happening in November, on November 18th, is going to be held at Bloomingdale's in uh, Bridgewater Mall. So that will be a more intimate group of people because it is definitely going to be a facilitator and an educational opportunity specifically. Um, but the meetups, and so, oh, you should ask about price. So those are going to be... Um, between twenty five and thirty dollars, where the price range will fall right. for that, because you still get a meal, um, you get educational materials, you walk away with a few goodies in a bag, um, and that will be the price for the workshops. But the mm-hmm. meetups are are free events. They are free because they happen on a Thursday evening and they happen at a local bar or restaurant, mm. and it's definitely like an after work meetup. No speaker, no bag. Um, <laughs> no ticket. 
no mm-hmm. dress code. It's very open, very informal. I usually say a few words at the end. Uh, the Black Brunch Network supports the um, provides all the food, and then the restaurant or bar usually extends their happy hour specials for drinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and out of the three events, because I don't think we we covered this part. What would you say is your biggest, um, on average, like your biggest attendance level for either of the three? Because um, well, that's that's kind of hard to quantify, probably because the the uh, like the workshop piece, is, it, it seems like there's a kind of a cap on it. Yeah, there is. There um, is. But but if we weren't to quantify it, if you look at the people that come at, you know, let's say you're expecting a certain amount mm-hmm. for each event. You know, which of those three events would you say has like the uh, that's reaching a cap? Um, I would say the brunch. It definitely is. I mean, we've hit numbers with the free, of course, with the free meetup. Um, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but the benefit with the brunch and, and the, the more, you know, gratifying feeling with that is that. <clears throat> All the brunches are held at raw spaces. So like where we are or the most outlandish place that you ever think that you would go to an event is Mm -hmm. where you would go to a black brunch of Jersey. So, you know, that is another place because that for me, it's like giving an opportunity for that space Mm -hmm. to be able to expand on their clientele as well. So that always brings up the location. Location plays another part in when people come out as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like when you're here and you're here, it's like, oh, I'm I'm not going there. I'm going to the in this other city. Yeah. Where I can park my car in a parking lot and it's safe and it's mm-hmm. it's cool. I'm not going to this other city where it's not, you yeah. know. Period. So, yeah, location definitely plays a part. So the brunch is certainly the one that gives us our numbers that we love. Yeah. Does it, does that have to do with the location? Yes, I think so. Yeah. If I had to guess, I think it's the location. I didn't realize how important location, location was. Location is why, 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 very what, what, important. What, what happened? I, I, <laughs> I've done a few parties, you know, um, obviously born and raised in, in East Orange mm-hmm. and went to school. We went to school, me and Greg mm-hmm. went to school in Newark. Okay. So I feel like I'm a son of Newark. Yeah. I've done some events in Newark. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's 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 been... Uh, it's been Tough. Yeah. I mean, I love work. I love it since I've been back from Atlanta because I've seen, like, having been gone for almost 24 months, I've seen the change and I'm excited about it being from Jersey. But it's like growing up there, near there, um, and being there, it's like, wow, there are some areas where it's like, that is still the way it was. And yeah. It's like, you know, as an adult, when you move into a different area and phase of your life, you have to weigh your pros and cons of where you go, whether it be personal or professional. Most times, you know, it's personal where you hang out and where you go. You have to be more selective. You really do. So you might have to pay a little more, but then you live a little longer because you're not in a place where you might not. Right. And I know Mike mentioned like the East Orange and North, but even even now what's going on in terms of like restructuring the neighborhood, um, you don't have to necessarily leave you know your neighborhood in order to have a good time and, and feel safe. Mm-hmm. Um, so do do you feel like there's a sense of you know not not reinvesting into it, but still still staying you know within that core you know city to 
ensure that we still have people there where they don't have to, you know, travel 15 minutes on the highway, 15, 20 minutes to get to a location. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. That definitely um, plays a part. Like I said, the most things, which is insane of me, but most things I do, I'm very hands-on. So it's like I'm driving to these locations on a Sunday morning sometimes before I go to church to see what the traffic flow is like mm-hmm. and how difficult it is for me to get there. What time does it look like? What does it look like at 3 o'clock when my guests are getting there? Parking yeah. is another yeah. Big, 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 big deal. I will not do an event at a location if my people can't park in the parking lot. Yeah, I hear that. And it may cost me a little more on the mm. back end, but um, I don't like. I've done events. I've done a brunch at a location where there was no parking lot, and that's all my guests talked about yeah. the whole time. Like maybe not directly to me. But I heard them while it was happening and as they were leaving, like, oh, I had to park. You know, people don't want to, us ladies, we don't want to walk. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> I had to park three blocks away and mm. I had to, I don't, I don't want, I don't want that to be, because now you're thinking about that. Right. The whole time you're there. You put your good high heels on. Yeah. <laughs> you know? worrying about parking. No, I want you to be in, when you walk in the door, I want you to be engaged in what is happening, the experience, not worrying about you have to walk five blocks. So location, parking is all key. But I've done events in areas where it's like that wasn't available, but the venue was great. So... To be able to go to a place where you're getting both is certainly going to make or break a very successful networking event. Yeah. Mm. And, and I know you mentioned your core focus is more so small businesses. Yes. Are you... Because there's a difference. Right, 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 right. You need to explain that to somebody. <laughs> mm. the difference between small business owners That's and true. That's very yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Very true. Would you take it one step up for like a mid-size business? I would. Um, because you never know. Sometimes a mid-size business may see a strategical advantage or, um, you know, relationship. I don't know. Yeah, I would simply because I know um, we are now at our three-year mark. And so I know when you get to a mid-size business, you may be at your five or six-year mark. And so you may be beginning to plateau. So coming to one of our events and experiencing what we have to offer may give you that spark for the next phase and what you need to do or who you need to meet that Mm -hmm. may take you to the next level that you haven't met because for the past five years, you've been running with the same circle. So now you are engaged into a whole different realm and a different avenue of people who are able to help you with things that you didn't know you needed help with because Mm -hmm. those are the people that we have at the Black Brunches, the people that meet your needs when you don't even know that you need it. Exactly. Um, So that I definitely um, can say that I do appeal to the mid-sized businesses as well. And even the larger ones. Like I said, our our sponsors for the year are, of course, they have their own lanes already, um, but they appeal to the small business owners. So they have a lane for us and we're going to do a hundred on on the pedal all the way through with their opportunities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The um, have you ever considered doing a black brunch, Atlanta? Because I know you said you came from there twenty four <laughs> months ago, but hey, you, you know you can extend it. You know we can we can build a franchise of black brunch. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> I, I got 
things happen. Okay. Um, mm. Atlanta is on the list. I can't say that it's not because it is, but it's not next on the list. Um, Would you say it's too easy? It is way too easy. You are in my head. Yes, it is way too easy. I mm. could do an event in Atlanta next week if I wanted to because it's it's that easy to yeah. draw a crowd. Yeah. And unfortunately, like here in Jersey, it's so hard, which... For me, it's good because it's like it challenges me yeah. to come up and be very creative with marketing and things like that. But it, then it's sometimes it's like, oh, my God, just come out. Like, I'm <laughs> telling you, this is going to be great. But in Atlanta, you could send out a mass text and everybody is there. They're like, pulling up. Yeah. They, they, treat like a, yeah. they treat it like a cookout. What? Yeah. Every yeah. day. Every day. <laughs> Shout out to my ATL. It's crazy. They will that, be listening. <laughs> that Jersey and New York is like that. Like the tri-state area. Yeah. It takes a lot to get them yeah. there. You know. Um, and then other say, states. And, so and why? Easy. It's like Atlanta as well. Because yeah. it's like you could send out a group text and it's like, oh, 20 people. Oh, we got a party. Yeah, they hopping Jersey, on that. Jersey, they yep. like, what time it start? Who going to be there? Uh, Who's going to be there? Where is that? Who is the DJ? That's very like, true. Yeah. Come out. How much is it? <laughs> How much is it? <laughs> when is it over? So, it's like I mean, a I get it. Checklist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before you say, nah, I pass. Like there has to be absolutely <laughs> nothing going on that yeah. day. And and people have to be bored. Yeah. You know what else yeah. it is too? And I've, I've mentioned this to some folks. I think in Jersey, there's a certain age range, right? Where... You no longer want to right. go to a club or a lounge. Maybe if you you may want to go to a bar or a restaurant. Yeah. So like that, I always say like twenty eight and up, right? Yep. Once yep. we get twenty eight and up, now you 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 know you got to get them. It's a challenge to get them out. Yes. Because I'm one they of those twenty eight and up. They're asking all these questions, yes. like you know what I'm saying. Instead of just instead, of, and then the all the flip side of it to me is that. There aren't that many black brunch NJs, right? Mm-hmm. Or right. anything like anything worth coming out to. Yeah. Right. So, you know, if I see a flyer for a party and it's at the lounge that I know with the DJ that I know mm-hmm. is going to bring yeah. the hood crowd that I don't want to be around, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how dope the flyer looks, I'm not going. I'm not going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And there's not enough events in Jersey that are different from what people have always seen and expected. Which I didn't, you know, like I said, being out of Jersey, which is like so crazy to me when I came back, I was only gone for 24 months and I felt like I was gone for 10 years. Mm. Now, mind you, when I lived in Atlanta, I was home like every three months because I always had like my years for some odd reason are like planned out forever. So when I moved to Atlanta, which was not in my plan, but it happened, um, my year was planned out already. So I had to come back home to commitments. Mm-hmm. And so even though I came back home very often, I was still going for 24 months. And when I came, when I moved back, I was like, oh my gosh, it's changed. Yeah. But it hasn't when it comes to places to go and things mm-hmm. to do. So mm-hmm. when I started meeting with business owners, they were like, we are so happy that you are doing this because. This does not happen. And I'm like, really? I didn't know. I thought that it did. It was yeah. surely happening in Atlanta. Yeah, it sure does. It. Yeah, yeah. Mm, it was sure happening in Atlanta. It. I mean, nothing, there is no Black Brunch New Jersey in Atlanta yet. Um, but it's very similar. Very, right. Very, very similar. So, 
Yeah. I'm almost thinking maybe it's a it might be a um a thought to partner with something that's automatically going. Like let's say if there is a Saturday Saturday event where people are always going to some Saturday event at some place all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, that might be a thought to say, hey, maybe we can incorporate, you know, a black brunch with this the Saturday event that well, we always def- we would definitely do like a the question up. is though yeah. where's the Saturday event? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Of course, Saturdays <laughs> are like an easy like, day. Who has it? That's you know easy what I mean? To get a crowd out on a Saturday. That's true. The yeah. challenge is a Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah. the Sunday. The church yeah, the Sunday. Yeah, yeah, because they got to wake up and yeah, because yeah. as entrepreneurs, you know, we praying folks. We got to pray for the next big thing, so mm-hmm. we got to go to church. But I've had people. Go to church and come to a brunch afterwards. And it's that type of event where it's like, you know, it's not a turn up event. So you don't feel too bad guilty. That's right. I mean, go go to the eight o'clock service. Yeah, you out by 10. You out by 10. You at the brunch, getting you something to eat. Getting educated, you know. Wait, wait. So in the in the morning time, what are we serving for drinks? So mimosas. What what's happening here? (laughs) Straight to the straight to the bar. (laughs) Taylor May likes that. Shout out to Taylor May bartender. Those are my those are my my brothers in business and in life. Um. So we have red and white wine. We have um, champagne. We do have mimosas. We have Mm. bellinis, and then we have a. There's always a black drink. Black in color. So mm. it's always like some type of concoction. I don't even ask anymore what it is. So it's always a black signature drink. Like okay. black in color. Wow. Yeah. So it's enough to, I mean, yeah. if you do enough of, of it, you you little to the side. <laughs> you, yeah. You have glasses of champagne at you. Ooh. You're all right. If you're anything like me, you get you enough champagne, you you good for the day. And then it's right. over at 3 o'clock. So you still mm. got... The rest, the rest of your day, day. Yeah. yeah, I think so. And then for me, it's like at three o five. No, I would say not right after, but at six p.m. after a brunch, I am usually laying somewhere in my bed, um, smiling, like smiling, 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 because it is like the most rewarding feeling in the world to to. See my people and to know that they have had an amazing time. So it's like I don't even go on social media until Monday mm. because it's so overwhelming. Like mm. it's so overwhelming to even do it on Sunday. Yeah. So I don't do social media until the next day because my brain has to like just process it all. Right, right. It all. Yeah. And I know you. I know you mentioned um, there were. A couple of highlights from different events that you've had over time, but w- w- was there one event in particular that stood out as being like, this is the best one? Um, I would say our first one this year um, in April, because it was right after our one year anniversary. Um, and it was the first one of the year. So it was like mm-hmm. everybody, the anticipation was built and it was met. Mm. Um, we had our numbers by far. We were at 115 guests. We were trending on Twitter at number six on Twitter uh, for the entire day. Uh, we had like sales that were still happening up because sales tickets stay open until 5 p.m. on the day of the event. So you can still buy a ticket on the day of the event. You just can't walk up to the door and buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, but tickets were still being bought at like 
2 o'clock in the afternoon, and the event is over at 3. So this first event was definitely one. I mean, our speakers were dynamic. The, the venue was amazing. Um, and then we, of course, had our chef in the building and then our bartender service. So I would say that for me, the venue was one of the, the greatest that we've done so far. And I'm actually, I wouldn't be opposed to going back there um, later in this year for another event. Yeah, do another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know Mike hit on something earlier with the the age demographics, with just going to different um, you know events and, and stuff like that. But is there a specific uh, demographic you know for your uh, special special occasions that you hold for? And and this 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 question could really just be based on the the multiple events that you have, you know, I guess quarterly or throughout yeah, the year. Quarterly, yeah. Yeah. Well actually it's like monthly between the the brunches, the workshops and the meetups. So it's like something's happening every month because I'm insane. <laughs> um, but the there you have to be you don't have to be twenty one or so funny story. Last year I got a call from a business owner um and they wanted to bring their kids to the event. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, are your kids business owners? Because that's not far-fetched. Mm-hmm. I support it. They just, I I have, personally, I have concerns about kids being at events where there's open alcohol. Mm-hmm. That's just my personal, I'm, I don't have any children, but I have a godson and I have a, I have nephews. And so I would not be 100% comfortable with taking my little kid to an event that wasn't my own, where there was open alcohol and people that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were not happy about that. Mm. And so um, you don't have to be 21. Um, there is no age. As long as you can purchase a ticket, you can come into the door. Um, but you do have to be 21 to have a drink. Right. So <laughs> right, right, right. you want to keep that in mind. Right, so you right. can be a business owner and, you know, I this is a kid free event. And I, you know, I don't have that written anywhere and I didn't think I needed to, but it is definitely going to be a part of like um the rebranding because mm-hmm. it's something that needs to be said because if you don't say it then that means it's okay. Yeah. I've learned that the right. hard way. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have to say and I mean I I guess I get it, but then I don't because I feel like if you're going to do business, why would you want to take your kid if they are not a business owner? Oh, I could tell you that. Oh, tell me because I'm intrigued um, by that and knowing why. A few things. I like kids though. Greg and I, I both. Do- both <laughs> yeah, we're both parents. Okay. Um, right, right. So would few, you bring your kid to a black brunch? There's a few reasons why. I'll tell you why. <laughs> okay, I'm listening. <clears throat> The first reason is I'm teaching my son to be an entrepreneur, right? Love so it. a lot of times, oftentimes, he's at an age, he's nine now, where he's coming around me a lot. Okay. He's coming with me to the studio. Okay. He's seeing me buy certain things okay. or seeing me put together stuff. So he's learning that. So yeah. there are some people that feel like, okay, the more I bring my kids around it, the more they're going to be more um, interested in wanting to own a business or being sure. an entrepreneur. That makes um, sense. And then the other part of it is oh, when my son was like one years old, mm-hmm. I used to roll out to the record, like because I'm in the music industry, okay. I used to roll to the record labels with my son. 
Really? And when I pitched my deal, I had my son with with me. Really? And I would say I closed every pitch because, wow, you know, not to say that I was pointing my son. Yeah. I love my <laughs> son. <laughs> but, you know, people bring those kids because they're like, I, want, I don't want to call it buffers, but yeah. they um they change the dynamic of of a relationship. So True. I'm talking to you. You understand that I'm here for this child. I'm not here on behalf of myself. Yes. And I think a lot of people like to project that. And sometimes it comes off the wrong way. Yeah. You know, I probably I mean, shouldn't have been walking around with <laughs> my right, son. Right, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but I mean, I get it. Like I said, I love kids. I do. I don't have any of my own. But my godson, he's like mine. And he is at, he has begun, begun to come to my events because he is like my assistant for the day, mm-hmm. um, which I as well am grooming him to be a business owner also. Mm-hmm. He's 16. So I've had only one child at the event and I didn't have an issue with it because it was Maurice's daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I didn't have an issue with that at all. Yeah. Like not at all because I don't know, maybe because he was a speaker and it was Maurice and, you know, I, I don't know. I just And he had good was, tea. And he had good tea and his baby was, she's a Good kids cupcake. too, right? Because yeah. you don't want Facts. rugrats and babies' yeah. kids. And, yeah. and, and, you, know. and you know, people bring their kids and they're like, oh, they're kids, so let them be just kids frolic, everywhere. Yeah, run, and yeah. it's like, well, no, yeah, because yeah. everybody doesn't like kids. Right. I right. like kids. That's true. You know, everybody That's doesn't true. like. So if somebody says or does something to your kid, then we got another si- another yeah. situation. Yep. Yep. So you know, we gotta um, we gotta be mindful. So I love kids. I just want to say that because <laughs> no. I don't want to say it here. But like, oh. yeah. I, and it's on Twitter, L'Oreal Drayton hates kids. No, I see it. All, I see it two two ways. I mean, Mike made some really good points. Yeah. I wasn't and looking I, at it I like totally that. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the only reason our our sons aren't here is because it's a podcast and we don't want them to make noise in the background. That's it. That's it. You know, and I get it. Like, there are certain things that I do where I'll take my grandson who's 16 and my nephew who is 10. And so if I'm going to meet with like a vendor, depending on the type of vendor, Mm -hmm. I'll take them, you know, because I know it's something that they can be distracted by. I can do business and we can get it done. Right. There are things that I'll take just my 16 year old godson because he can possibly be sitting there taking notes for me. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, I get it. um, But, but on on the flip side, it it can create a a little bit of a disturbance. Yeah. Because now you I am the parent. you don't know, you know, that well, I'm in the room. Not even that. Like, if I am the parent and I'm I'm networking and meeting other, you know, business owners and stuff like that, yeah. and I'm getting tugged at every, like, yeah. couple minutes while yeah. I'm in yeah. this conversation, yeah. Yeah. that that could be a little distracting. But that that's Absolutely. more so to the individual yes. versus, like, the whole... Other people. Yeah, other people. Unless, the, unless it is an impact to the individual that's being spoken to. By the parent who's getting tugged on by the child, you know, so it just, it just really depends yeah. on the circumstance. But yeah. and then, and then in terms of venue, I mean, you know, you're not having it at a bar, you know, it's True. it's at a nice location it and it's it's, it's nicely laid out, out, you know. But it's I, I don't know, maybe I'm old school. I'm like I don't want kids I can, and alcohol. I, can I mean, see people that, aren't though. walking out of the brunch drunk. Let me say, they nice, but mm. you know, but when you have open alcohol and everybody's responsible. I don't know. Maybe I'm just old school, so I could. I'm a bit of a traditionalist, so you know. Right, I mean, but I, I don't think people are. I don't think people are proactively 
trying to bring their kids to, no, to these I've, events. No, because I've like, never had a situation. one-off exceptions. <laughs> they they are, know. trust yeah. me. Let me clear that up because, you know, it's not like we got a line of kids out the door. That's not the case. So yeah. we had those one-offs. And, and, and so, because I know I know initially we were talking about the, the age demographic and stuff, but it, is, is there a specific age group that you are that you would prefer to try to get them for certain events depending on whatever the situation is? Um, or do you just typically realize at the end of the day, look, you know, here's here's the age range regardless of whatever my events are and that it is what it is and we're just going to continue to do it that way. Yeah, I mean, the naturally they have the events have been um filling up with people that are of an age range that has been the general admission um 28 to 40. Um mm. we've done the the 30 to to 50. Um but as long as you can buy a ticket and come and act responsible and mature, and you don't even have to be a business owner. So that is not a criteria to purchase a ticket to the Black Brunchioner. You do not have to be a business owner. You don't even have to be aspiring to be a business owner. So therefore, the age range kind of goes between the whole 28 and 40, I would say. That's right. to like the average. Um and which is interesting to me because when I decided to launch the Black Brunch New Jersey, I was over 35. Um, and I thought I was late to the game. No. But I see that I'm not. Never too late. Yeah. Never so too late. So that is like, I was like, oh my gosh. Like it was very rewarding for me. So it's great to see that I'm not the over. Only over 30, I'll keep saying over 35, person that has decided <laughs> to launch a business. I was yeah. very surprised by that. So it's, that was 50 the is the new 30. That's what 50-year-olds say. 50 is the new 30. Is it real? 30? Not yeah. 40? 50. Is the new 30. Is the new 30. So what is 40? 40, you like... 10. You still... In your, yeah, <laughs> you're still young. you still... Yeah, Whatever like... Whatever that age is, so? you just deduct by I, 20. Yeah. Clearly. That's yeah. That's... Wow, yeah. You, you, if you think about like a lot of of successful entrepreneurs, yeah, they're in that range. They are, you know, very that, much so. They're and in that I 50. mean, I'm a fan of all of them. Like you know, like the Diddies and the and the Russell Simmons and who is like insane, and I love it. Like they, I mean, Russell Simmons is of course older. He's been in the game for a long time. Yeah, right. So. They they late forties. Yeah, getting ready to hit that five zero. Some of, yeah, yeah. Definitely. But but even if you're starting out as a business owner at that age, that's still, from my understanding, because I think the biggest mis- uh, misperception is that sometimes when you watch television and you see someone that looks a certain way and they may have a hoodie on and they may look like a college kid, yeah, you might think that that's the ripe age for a lot of up-and-coming business owners. But in actuality, it's it's a lot of the later or the older you know, gentlemen and women out there because remember they they've had work experience. Yes. Yeah. And they yeah. Are over you, you know what I mean? They have work experience, and for one reason or another, they're they're deciding to mm-hmm. you know kind of step away or transition into the next the next mm-hmm. phase of their life, and it might be easier for them because they're able to base their experiences off of the next chapter into their lives. Absolutely. So, Which is the reason yeah. why I did what I did because I felt like for me, I started in healthcare IT when I was twenty, so it was like. Oh, this is great at 20, you know, I'm fresh out of college and, you know, da, 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 da. And I'm like, okay, this is great. But at, <clears throat> at 
36, I guess, I decided to say, no, this is not going to work for me. So, Mm. you know, you make that transition, but it takes a lot that needs to go into that transition. Like no matter matter what what industry you're in, if you're making a transition from corporate to entrepreneurship, and if you're looking to go 100% entrepreneurship, it definitely takes like a mature, sound decision, a lot of talking to Jesus and all those other great gods. A lot of praying. Lots (laughs) of praying because it's not easy. You know, we've grown up because of our parents saying you get this job and you work this job and you work it until you put in the box and they put the dirt on you. We're not doing that anymore. We're not doing that because we are not promised social security. So it's like all the comforts of, you know, security going forward that our parents have, Mm -hmm. we don't have that, you know, you know, so it's like, I need to get this entrepreneur money in addition to whatever I'm going to get from this corporate company, just because I don't want to be flat broke. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Multiple streams of income. Yeah, absolutely. Seven is like, yeah, th- that's the. I heard that's the number. That's the number. Seven is the number, but it's becoming the minimum. Mm, yeah, I'm hearing more like eight or nine. Nine. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because yeah. now you don't have to put as much physical effort for mm-hmm. trying to create streams of income with like online stores and you know Amazon stores and all that. Like you could do that while you're sleeping. So why not do it? So you can have five Amazon stores and then you can have this entrepreneurship business and you can have this other business and you're doing this, you know, and and then you're still in corporate America. So it's more like eight or 10 now. Yeah. 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 What's some of the things coming on the horizon for uh, for Black Brunch? Um, So we have, like I said, we are premiering our uh, workshop in November. Um, we have our next Black Brunch New Jersey coming up on October 15th, Sunday, October 15th. We in there. Y'all in there? Yeah. All right. This will be my first one. Great. I can't wait. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm excited, excited to know that. Now, y'all not yeah. going to be one of those people we just talked about, like on no, Sunday morning. No, I'm not going to bring one. Because that, I don't know if y'all watch football. <laughs> that is football season. We're, we're, we're not going to no <laughs> <kids. No, laughs> no, no, no. bring no kids either. <laughs> Right. No, you can bring us. <laughs> we're we're protesting football now. now. Oh, you guys are protesting football? Yeah. Oh, I'm not. I'm sorry. Nah. I'm not. Why? That's another podcast. I really wish I could. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I support it. I support yeah. the people that are protesting. I'm not one of them, though. I talked about that on, well, I don't you guys probably don't follow me on Snapchat, but I talked like all day about it on Snapchat one day because yeah. I was like, that's a major, major, like, that's a major thing to boycott the NFL. Like, I mean, not to say that it shouldn't be done. I totally support Colin Kaepernick. Didn't and, we? Then we boycott the bus company. We when did Rosa Parks. We yeah. did, was and that was to major to too. Yeah. We did, we and, could, and look at the changes hey. we made with mm. that. So I support it. You know what's craziest enough? Um, men of color in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. That they could really do some damage. All Absolutely. they got to do is just. Step Not up, show up, you know. Yeah, yeah. but people don't want to lose their they don't job. That checkup, exactly. right? Yeah, because yeah. yeah. they're getting paid a lot. Yes, of money. Yeah, a you don't want to rock that boat. Money. But, yeah. but I, I so you guys um, are boycotting the NFL. That is, I, I'm, not I, no, well, you know, I'm not a football fan. I am. so it's easier for me to boycott. <laughs> so whenever people have this conversation, I'm like, yeah, I'm boycotting. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm not that. But still, it's I'm part not. of the movement. Okay, I, I'm a giant. I'm a Giants fan. <laughs> 
And um, I like you. It's hard. It's, it's like I haven't like I really feel like I can't walk. So boycotting includes it's no tough. watching no games, it's no tough. checking scores, no, no that's what I read online. Like it, no looking at ESPN. Mm-hmm. That's no a hard center. thing. That, but I but I also I wish you all the best with that. I really I, do. You know, it's crazy because I think a lot of people still haven't got this message. Like I don't know what I don't know what it takes for people to realize that yeah. we're we're these comforts, these these um, these luxuries Luxury, that we have, yeah, right, absolutely. can be taken from us. Yeah, just like and that. this is an example of that. It is. You know, he wasn't. Colin Kaepernick is not a terrible football player. Not by any means. By any means, no. he probably could start for more than fifty percent of absolutely any NFL teams. So you know, to see a player, and in this, you know. A lot of people don't realize it too. I'm going off on a tangent, but mm-hmm. it translates to any job that you work. If you fall Absolutely. out of line, you will not work there. Period. Period. Mm-hmm. Period. It's Period. that simple. You know, and this is an example of that. Yeah. And I can't. It's it's hard for me to sit there and be like, okay, let me watch football like I usually watch football. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that I can. You know. I I think if I put. My mind to it, I probably could go without it. But they, I've read like a long list of things, like no watching the Monday highlights and all that. So, I mean, I definitely I support the reason for the cause, but I'm not boycotting football. It's tough. So, it, it, I mean, but I, I I hope that the impact speaks the volumes that it's looking to speak. I really do because, like you said. It's more, honestly, I feel like it's more than just Colin Kaepernick. Like, it's about the purpose. Yeah. So, if hopefully we, the NFL hears if it. nothing else, I hope it encourages a group of individuals, mm-hmm. men or women of color, to freaking own an NFL team one day. Absolutely. You know, like, Absolutely. that's the next step. Like, that's we, we got to be owners. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Clearly, like, this is, this Clearly, is the message. Clearly, have to be. You have to be an owner. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You know. Period. And and a lot of people use. I heard one person say like, "Oh, this all this stuff about like protesting and not do like it's football. Like this is the one thing where you everyone could just come together and just watch." But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yo, for real though. But you know. <laughs> At the end of it all, the foundational of why all this stuff is going on, this comes back to race, right? So, yeah. I mean, race yeah. is layered in everything. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. edu- everything. Education, economics, yes. uh, labor everything. law, yes. you know, politics, religion, sex yes. wars, it's yes. entertainment. Yeah. And it follows in entertainment. Yeah. yeah. So, that's all it is. It's entertainment. Like, right. I have an issue with like the amount of money that professional athletes make. That's a whole nother podcast. But, you know, like having that conversation is like, so a doctor who saves lives or a teacher who educates your children, it's okay that they don't make as much as their favorite quarterback or your favorite running back? Like, no, that's not okay. Mm -hmm. I have concerns about that. Yeah. But I am a fan of football, so I mean, you know. Don't boycott the Blank Brunch, New Jersey, because L'Oreal is not boycotting football. Please don't. <laughs> Please. I, and, Mike, all you, you know, have to do is just reach out to L'Oreal for your scores. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm not going to tell him because that's going to defeat the purpose. It's going to be tough. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> don't be texting me on the sneak, Mike. Like, you, you know what, we, I'm what thinking? we looking like? <laughs> you know what I'm thinking, too? I'm thinking about midseason people going, like, who's going to really 
stop watching the whole like the whole season. Yeah. I so feel like people when Cap, if, when when he gets picked up because he's going to get picked up. I give it to maybe week three. Yeah, you think really? So? So mm. Remember, I said that right here on the podcast. I give it to like week three. I mm. really do. I mean, I don't know like what the results of the rally was yesterday. Mm. Um, I haven't had a chance to look, but I think the NFL because it, I I think he's gonna get picked up. I really mm. do. I think he's mm. if it goes eight weeks half of the season, that would be very surprising to me. Mm. And if it goes the whole season and he doesn't get picked up, then I might have to boycott next year. <laughs> that's that's serious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if he doesn't get picked up this season, I'm gonna have a major, major issue with it. Cause he's it's not even about him being football. He would have gotten picked a, a football up football player. Him. You think? Yes. He, he, he only you don't he, watch football. So the, you don't. No, but I mean, for, <laughs> this is from the information I've gathered, and and the only reason why he would not have gotten picked up in a worst case scenario is because people aren't raising Kane loud loud enough. So I mean, that's the only thing that it would probably take no, at this I, point. I think he, I think he would. I think there's time. I think there's time because the NFL is like it's very fluid. Like you drop, they dropping players left and right. And we don't even know. And it's like, whoa, he got cut? They'll pick a kid from Little League before they bring him in. As long as he don't come to the Giants. We love our quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) He can go go to the Jets. They got a new quarterback every year. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Right? He could could start for the Jets. For real. No shot. And (laughs) give them everything they need. So, But anyway... so that's October fifteenth. Yes, October fifteenth. Yeah. So, um, okay, and that, that's is that the that's the brunch, right? That's the brunch. Okay. Um, the networking event. I mean, the um the workshop. Workshop is Saturday, November eighteenth. Okay. The first workshop of this year is going to be women only. So tell your lady friends if you want to be sorry, sorry guys. Okay. The next one will be men only though. Mm-hmm. Okay. That will definitely be men only, um, simply because the men business owners, and I had this conversation with one of your former podcast guests yesterday, and I don't know where these men business owners are. I don't know if they are under this table or if they are up there on the roof, but I don't, they don't. Can't get them out I can't find them. And I'm looking for them. That's another conversation. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's a whole podcast. Yeah, so you guys, I wish yeah. you all the luck with, with getting the guests. I mean, you've had some great guests yeah. already, but the men business. They're coming owners, on the podcast. They Clearly, yeah. they are. They must like you guys more than me because <laughs> I don't know where they are. And if I do come in contact with them, it's usually very similar industries. So I'm looking to, of course, broaden the industries that we have available with the network. So it's like we want apparel, we want music, we want food, we want dessert designers, we want photographers, we want artists. And they're kind of all falling into maybe one category than the other. So, Mm, you know. That makes sense. Yeah, which I get it. I get it. You know, the talent based on the, the male or female, I get that. But we want the guy business owner. So... The next networking, I mean, the next workshop in 2018, the first workshop for 2018 will be all men, mm-hmm. which I have my speaker confirmed already, and he is he's going to give out the entire life that you were looking for. You thought you had it, but he's going to give it to you at that workshop. 
Mm. Mm. <laughs> and uh, did you mention a meet and greet? So the next meetup, yeah. hopefully you guys can make that, it's um, September 18th, which is the third Thursday in um, September. That's going to be at um, Moonshine Supper Club in Melbourne on Main, I think it's Main Street. But that's usually what we've done. We've done all of our meetups there this year because we love Moonshine and they love us. So that's free, mm. open mm. to the public. That's near. I'm going to have to pull up. That's yeah. near home. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm for sure. I'm in South Orange. So you have to come through. Just come through. Come through. Four to seven, we there. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And if people can, if people want to go to any of them or all of them, mm-hmm. how do they how do they get in contact with you? Um, so we are on uh, all social media platforms. Um, our website is up. It's the Black Brunch Network. Um, we are also on Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Most of our social media is where our up to date information is. So if you want to know what's happening, where, who's going to be there, then you definitely want to be following us. We are the Black Brunch NJ across all platforms. Mm. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. And uh, we appreciate you coming through and spending time and, and talking about your your business. It's Thank beautiful. You. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. It has been a pleasure to listen and now I'm sitting in the seat. So this is yeah. this is good. This is good stuff. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you. We want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Intelligent Creatives Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like and follow us on all social media platforms. Podcast Nation P O D K A S T N-A-T-I-O-N and also uh, subscribe on iTunes and we'll see you next week.